Hey guys, my name is Tyler. Just before we jump into the podcast, I just wanted to let you know I'm sitting here editing and I've found that our audio actually drops out for about 20 minutes. Um, So we are using camera audio instead. It's around the 55 minute mark and the audio gets a bit tinny. Uh, So it's nothing on your end, it's on ours and we're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, If it is not uh, something that you can listen to. It only goes for about 20 minutes, so just skip forward 20 minutes until you can hear our sultry tones again. Um, And we hope you enjoy. Uh, We will endeavor to make sure this doesn't happen again. And thank you so much for all your support. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome to the Historical Miniature Gamers Podcast. My name is Jacob. I'm Tyler. And I'm Daniel. Um, And we're here today to cover off uh, the second part of our list building strategies for Bolt Action. So uh, this is our first video for 2021. Exciting. Um, So we thought we might just get a little bit of an update what you guys have been up to through the holiday break. Mm. Um, And then we'll get straight into the tactics. Well, do you want to take it off? Because I know you've got quite a a big part. I've got a bit of of a collection. things that are happening um so um very shortly doing a test of honor event in march um Mm. all beginners event uh at good games rockingham and Mm. we're just going to be telling people how to play test of honor tyra and i uh filmed the video about how to play that we're going to put on youtube fairly shortly yes um other than that i've also been looking at things that are (gasps) non-historical but get out go um, leave (laughs) Both of these are the Joseph McCullough uh, Rangers of Shadow Deep and Frostgrave. Um, they're both very similar rule sets in the sense of um, the activation mechanics, the dice rolling, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. They're, they're more of a, a different kind of theme. Mm. Um, both fantasy. One's more attuned to cooperative play, and another's PvP. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, getting into that to try that out, and also have uh, Warfighter. Um, just pick this up real cheap on Gumtree. Going to give it a go soon. Oh, so you haven't actually played that one yet? You've no, no, I only picked so it up right, in, right, in the last well, couple you, of days. If you're looking for someone, let me know because I'm always keen to try out new games. Yeah, cool. There may be a learn to play Warfighter after this. We'll see. Um, yeah, we will see. <laughs> who knows? Um, you might get two for one. Uh, so yeah, what have I been up to? Yeah. I've been doing basically Frostgrave and Shadow Deep as well. Yep. Um, but you've got the rules, and we've yep. just kind of um, you know worked with that. So I've just been building you know a warband the yeah. best thing about it is like how easy the buy-in is it's like eight figures yeah for both, yeah. For both systems like shadow deep i think i have two figures because we yeah. have four people in our group so that's eight figures between us yep yeah and then yeah frostgrave eight figures and it's like um fistful of lead mm. in the sense that it can be anything basically yeah yeah um so i know you have that awesome skeletons yeah they just got painted yep. so cool. throwing a little photo of that yeah, yeah. but um really cool yeah, I, I guess the main sort of interest in these kind of things i want to look at small warband games mm. that don't require a lot of minis to play yeah, yeah. that I could easily teach a big group of players yeah. all at once. That aren't so, historical. <laughs> yeah. Historical, but we'll get there. Uh, speaking of historical, actually, um, sorry to cut you off, Tyler. Oh, that's um, 
I have been in touch with the developer of Tess of Honor. Mm. Um, he is in the middle of developing a brand new secret war game that's going to be released this year. Mm. Another period of war, completely different conflict, but very similar rules to Tess. So did, did something someone say it. exclusive, an HMG exclusive? Yes. No one else <laughs> knows about this quite yet. But, um, and have we yeah, been allowed uh, to say anything <laughs> yes, about this? We <laughs> in the sense that there is a project, it exists, it's a new conflict. That's yeah. true. Expect That's it can come this year. Yeah. Um, but we do have uh, the playtesting rules that we're going to yeah, have sweet. a look That's at awesome. and, and get our opinion on it. That's yeah, great. It'd be cool if we could put a, a video, but otherwise yeah. I'm, I'd be happy to just test it out. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's all good. Um, yeah, so the best thing about the Frostgrave and Shadow Deep is the small miniatures, miniatures, as I was saying, but also I know you picked, because you've obviously picked them up and this is what you're kind yeah. of doing, finding these small things. And you're doing it, well, the reason I got into it, and I know a lot of other people are quite keen for it, is they don't require almost any buy-in. Basically, all of us yeah. at um, the club, RHG, just have minis lying around that are painted. Yeah. So this is yeah. we're looking for rule sets. <laughs> <laughs> just one maybe, or two. Then. Maybe more than, than a few. Yeah, yeah, a couple the, of Should we give them a tour of the garage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no? Um, yeah, so... Like finding new rule sets that kind of inspire us to paint. Uh, yeah. I know I have been painting, just like painting bravely um, mm. because it's like, well, I just want to play with friends and yeah. I'm yeah. sick of playing with uh, grey plastic essentially. Yeah. So that's what I've been working on. Um, is there anything else? I don't think so. Oh, I've picked up for Dan's event on the 30th New Dawn. Um, he's given us the opportunity to take two armies. Uh, mm -hmm. so I'm about to try and see how fast I can break my own sanity by painting up an American and a British oh. force. Uh, we're talking traditional colors this time. Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, because I've got Frostgrave and everything, yeah, I've been yeah, using yeah. all my pinks and my yeah. blues and like yeah. kind of more fantasy colors. Yeah. I'm like, you know, let's get some military colors I just, down. I just, I'll, I'll, I, I enjoy painting olive drab for now. Yeah. We'll see how yeah. long that lasts before yeah. you see some flaming hot <laughs> desert rats somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Mm. How about you, Dan? Um, yeah, so as, as Tyler mentioned, uh, Outpost 6030 has another open day coming through in January. So they've asked if we want to run uh, or if we want to help facilitate a bolt action event. So I've put something together called New Dawn. Quite appropriate for uh, sort of New Horizons and end of <laughs> yeah. 2020 to 21. And so the, largely, um, we, I won't cover it in too much detail, but <clears throat> essentially there is the ability for a player to bring two lists, uh, a list A and a list B. And there's actually a matchup process uh, that goes through over which list fights against which list from either player, mm -hmm. uh, as well as on top of that, um, the missions themselves are actually random. So the players will know the six potential missions that are that are being played on the tables mm -hmm. uh, at any given point in time. But every time you step up with an opponent, you actually roll to find out which of those six that you play, and you can repeat the same mission. Okay. So this is now the reason that uh, this event is actually taking a different approach in the scoring side. It's very much about your overall team and faction result, mm -hmm. not the individual. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that people that might struggle with that matchup process and balance and feel that it's I don't I don't have the agency or control that I want. Mm -hmm. That's okay because you won't specifically as an individual win anything based on your results. Uh, we're doing raffle prizes at the end, um, but it will be basically which team performs the best okay. 
in a mm. random set of circumstances with random missions mm. and random this matchups. And I assume that's there to help encourage new players. Yeah, it should be the the missions that are custom will be in the pack. Mm. So new players might struggle a little bit with that. Okay. But it's a very very casual approach right. just to get started okay. for the new yeah. year. Um, a lot of our new players that get started, they meet through the clubs and yeah. so they get their first intro games at that space. Um, and so I try to be beginner friendly, but I also, you know, I need to cater for absolutely everyone. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, so we sort of, this is a nice introduction. And then we've also got the Dueling Aces event, which mm. will be repeated this year. That's probably going to have to be March, I think now, yeah. just looking at everything that's on my plate. Oof, um, so much. Yeah. And that, we might do that in two parts again, but yeah. Mm. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, so that's all. That's the event side of things that's yeah. sort of kicking off already. No, uh, no rest for the wicked there. Yeah. Uh, I've done. I have finished another unit of Bulgarians. So tick, they are making Yay. progress. Yes, I feel very, very glad to have got they that. They look really, really yeah. cool. We might see if we can check a picture. Yeah, up. yeah. We'll, 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 I'll, get, well, I'll get you guys to help me take some nice pictures. That way, it'll okay. look good. Yeah, sure. okay, yeah. um, but I've also been working on my Orc Blood Bowl team. We had that community oh, paint day like a yes. week ago. Um, and so they're all coming together nice after <clears throat> a couple of years. Um, and the other thing that I've got, uh, what else have I written here? Uh, oh, yes, lots of summer cleaning and spring cleaning stuff in my hobby garage because it got quite messy over Christmas as yeah. we were storing presents in there and furniture and cots and all sorts of things that were moving on to other people and helping you know, trying to spread that load a little bit. Um, and so I looked in there and I was just like, yeah, this has got to get blitzed. This is just mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. So I chose to forego a little bit of hobby time. I wanted to get five models painted a week, but yeah. instead I've had to do a bit of cleaning on the front end. So I've, I've had, I'll have to pick up some more painting mm. afterwards to make that better. Um, the long run. Yeah, exactly. yeah, in the long run. So, but if I can do, if I can do five a week, mm. um, I approximately will get, you know, sort of 20 done a month, give or take, which is yeah. generally about two units worth. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. if I can maintain that sort of a strike rate, and I know, um, you know, me and Wayne, Wayne Turner are going to be bouncing mm. off each other, trying to keep that momentum going. Yeah. Anyone else is free to join. Um, it's very yeah. similar to what, you know, um, what the paint tool minis and the paints and stuff groups. Stuff, and, yeah. But just that next level down where it's, you know, one to two of us just really try to keep each other motivated. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, looking forward to that. Uh, Wayne has his Cool Seas event that he's planning on launching relatively yeah, soon, yeah, yeah, and I'm super keen to finish painting exciting. my Cool Seas for that as well. Yeah. Speaking of Wayne, mm. he's just gone into his own little side business, yeah. Man Cave yeah. Productions. So yeah, that's yeah. A, yep. a 3D printing service yep. that's just opening up. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. please follow them on Facebook. We'll add the link in the comments. I actually just got my first mini from Man Cave Productions. Oh, yeah. Um, it, the, yeah. The quality is outstanding. The guy really knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's got like five printers, I yeah. think, at the yeah. moment. And yeah. I don't think they stop. Like, no. The no, guy's he's, constantly he's, doing things. He's got a backlog already yeah. Um, yeah. of different stuff. And, yeah, so we just want to shout out to Wayne. He's been a um, – there's a lot of things that he's been willing to help us sort of conceptualize mm. in the background yeah. for a lot of our other events and Absolutely. stuff as well. Um, and so, yeah, he, he, he's – yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what he's doing, especially in the cool sea space because oh, he's very passionate about that, so good. which I'm, I'm really keen, yeah. really um, keen. 
and and just another shout out for Wayne. We do have a long-awaited edited copy of our Christmas special for the HMG podcast. <laughs> All of those figures have little Christmas hats. Oh, that which Wayne yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, you'll be able to see some of that. Yeah, and, so um, good. You know, you might see some footage of, of Tessa yeah. Bonner here and there on the channel. Yeah. Um, and we've got a, quite a few minis that have been printed yeah. printed through, out as well through Wayne as yeah. well. Anytime so. we mention those, I think I think in the video we mentioned him as well, just because yeah yeah it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, printing. Uh, I actually just want to quickly jump on with you saying you're done your orcs. You mm. got me into Blood Bowl as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You bought, so, you, what'd you buy in? I bought Last a Halflings team. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Oh, my orcs are going to crush him. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I was like, I bought the team because I was like, ah, oh, they look so cool. And some, yeah. uh, I think it was Charlie uh, said, oh, yeah, they've got Gordon Ramsay heads. Which is hilarious <laughs> because um, now I have a thrower and a catcher, Ramsey. And so when he throws it and the catcher catches it, he can be like, finally, some good fucking throw. <laughs> um, so that. Uh, will we? Anyway, um, yeah, so. He said Gordon Ramsay, they'll be able to imply yeah. what he said. I mean, um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing in regards to that. But I found out halflings are actually quite trash at the moment but that's fine yeah, i'm here for a good time um yeah. they'll definitely give you that yeah for sure and uh lorraine as well um, yes yes that's coming up in a couple weeks and i'm so excited yeah. we sat down and had the best strategy meeting we were talking about a couple <laughs> different strategies and for everyone at home i'm actually playing on the opposite team so they yes. won't yeah. tell me anything yeah so they were friends. <laughs> so right, right off the top, um, this this event is just a uh, little private thing that we got going on mm. that we're trying out bolt action in fifteen mil, mm. and that's really so we can get more figures on the table. Yeah, we've got a big three v three with some commanders, and then they've got side um, sort of. Uh, deployments and reinforcements that mm. they can give to other players and all this kind of stuff yeah so we've got a, two teams of three you're on allies you're on axis yeah um, uh, two teams of four you've got oh you're right yeah with you got as well man. you know what yeah. I, I mean we'll probably do a recap and a whole coverage yeah. of lorraine anyway yeah. so yeah. Let, well, i think that's totally my bad for bringing it up but basically we had the best strategy meeting last night and yeah. i cannot wait to put like everything that we've worked into practice because it is going to be the best yeah. Basically, anywhere where Dan is, we just rush him. Typical <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. spread of propaganda with this whole oh, man. Um, event. Yeah, you, it, you guys just the misinformation going yeah. everywhere is just hilarious. We we found out some really really interesting uh, information on what tanks we have available. We thought okay. we had some M variants, and then the M variants number next to it got bigger and bigger and bigger. We we're like, okay, all right, all right, we'll take that. Um, yeah, cool. So I'm, I'm, I'll stop talking because Dan's on the other yeah, team. Yeah. Um, but, but kudos yeah. to Nick for putting that all together. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like it's going to be an absolutely mm. fantastic day. Uh, and I'll, yeah, I can't yeah. wait for it either. And he's painted most of it too. So yeah, yeah, yeah he did. And, and, and he built the boards. And built the boards. <laughs> yeah. Nick, Nick's one of our, yeah, he's pretty dedicated with what he does. Yeah, yeah. We love him for it. Don't, yeah. don't break yourself though, man. Just, <laughs> but, um, so we probably yeah. need to now, uh, at this point, we'll, uh, we'll come back into the actual list building element yeah. uh, of where we are. So uh, let's, we'll just, uh, we'll just take a quick break. We'll just take a quick break and we'll come right back. Okay. On to list building. Part two, onto list building. Cool. Uh, so if you looked at our previous episode, which I do recommend that you go and have a look at, mm. uh, we talked a lot about some of the basic principles of list building and the purpose of a list. So now we're going to get into a, the tricky stuff. So this is going to include 
And we'll start straight away with what units do I even include? <laughs> um, you know, where do I even start? So we know that we have to have a commander and that yep. we know we have to have some troops. Yes. Yeah. But and then the biggest tank you could take. Maybe, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the biggest tank. Yes, just one down. But maybe the fattest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's. But that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like one of the first things that that our wargaming minds go to, especially if you've come from any background like 40k or some of the other things, yeah. is like, mm. what's big and cool? Because yeah. yeah. that 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 stuff generally is just amazing mm. and. Bolt action still sort of works like that. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, I hands down, uh, when in my Soviet forces, I look at all the different toys that I have. It's really hard to go past a KV two or a KV one yeah, well, for, yeah. for for their so their, cool. their survivability, and they just have such an iconic profile that for me they're they're That's such a classic awesome. tank. Yeah. Um, but I love the T thirty four eighty five. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just yeah. I just love that tank. It's it's a workhorse that generally sits in my armies and it's incredible. Um it's to me it's it's cool. Like yeah. it just it yeah. just goes in. So but do I include it? Do I even put it in the list? Mm. How do I make that decision? And so I guess there's two streams of thought for this, which is you have your new players or your casual gamers, and then you have your experienced players, players mm. building for an event, yep. or players who are wanting to min-max the overall uh, efficiencies of their yeah, list. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for a new player, sometimes it's simply, what do I own? Mm. What yeah. do I actually yeah, yeah. have in my collection to put into my army as I'm building? Absolutely. Um, or what could I potentially borrow? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it could be, like what it is with me and my and the T thirty four eighty five. Um, what's cool? Yeah. What is what is in yeah. theme with my army? What yeah. do I what do I want to see on the table? Because ah, oh, you know, and sometimes you get the historical inspiration uh, yes. where it's, you know it's it's oh, it's really amazing that they've had to uh, pivot X Y Z piece of machinery in the turret so it would all fit together. And yeah. you know, there's yeah. several different examples of where things like that were. Uh, ingeniously created and that's a nice little bit of history and if you want to include a vehicle or even a unit that achieves something based on that that's yeah, fine yeah that's yeah. perfectly fine i think that's a great place to start like because yeah. for some people min maxing or like once you go to a tournament level like you're yeah. there because you want want not necessarily win but you want to be competitive but like especially for myself i was like these guys are going to be pink there must be a panther is Pink Panther, sure. and that is where I started. Like, if yeah. you're a new player, and you like, even if you come from another yeah. system, I think the best way to start is that what is cool, what yeah. is in theme. Like, do you want a pocket, uh, a Budapest pocket defender list? Do you do you really really like desert rats? Do you like the Australians in uh, Tobruk? Yeah, that's World War Two, right? Yeah, look yes. at my knowledge. I'm so smart. <laughs> um, yeah, like the the landing in Normandy. Like yeah, the, there's yeah, so many yeah. cool things that I think so many people. Uh, and uh, there's, there's lots of ways that these can resonate. Exactly. Because you, can, you, you, you can be a fan yeah. of history. You might have something in the family, yeah. you know, or you just really like your World War II yeah. movies and that kind of That's stuff. That's it. There's, there's so many avenues to recreate. Yeah. And I would highly suggest to actually go mm. down the route of picking something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah before you start looking at this is what the internet tells me to do yeah, oh, and sure. this is what yeah. this is how I'm going to build my yeah. list because it's not that kind of game and I don't think that you can necessarily make a monetary mistake so the vehicles mm. they're not that expensive so you know you're always going to find a use for them you know so <laughs> it if you go for a panther and it works for you for a mm. couple of couple of games and then it doesn't work for you later and you change That's your it. mind it's not the huge no. investment where you spent you know 
$150 on a mm. tank or something like that. And it's pretty know? easy to like trade or, 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 yeah. or hand off if it's like if it's something you really don't want. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, when it comes to the new players, like uh, what interests me is the main battle tanks. So, you know, the P4, the Sherman, the T34, yeah. all that kind of stuff's really cool. When you get into the experience, you really start to look at the variations of that in the sense of, does a tank actually fit my list at all? Yes. Is a light tank going to do the job? Is a heavier tank going to do what, what I need? And then you, you go through this with all the infantry. The really Absolutely. great thing about this game when it comes to building infantry is the plastic kits. You uh, know, there's, there's, yes. there's so um, many options. Yep. Yeah. Like you, you, you can start to build your small skirmish force, mm. play a few games and learn, and you've still got all those bits left over. Absolutely. To go, oh, yeah. I really need SMGs. I really need ARs. Or you know what? More bodies and rifles is the way to go. We live in a golden age of like the best modeled sprues ever. Yeah. Like at me if you want to fight me over this. Like the the level of uh, detail and the quality coming yeah. out of even smaller producers yeah. is just phenomenal. And I yeah, and you get so many, especially with the warlord kits and a yeah. lot of the World War Two kits. You get so many leftover options, yeah. and most of them like can yeah being mingled in, with in, other they cross over. Like yeah. crossover they cross thank over. You. yeah they cross over like um if you have a perry's kit or an atelier atelier kit like yeah. you can combine those yeah. things and yeah it, it means you have an infinite amount of possibilities yeah what is wrong with me <laughs> <laughs> um anyway yeah yeah so, so yeah my, my suggestion you play a pick what looks cool Yep. In the sense, and the cool could mean that you know I'm into this part of history. I'm into this nation. I'm into this particular mm. battle. Yep. I really like this movie that showcases that. Yeah. Any of those is is, a, is not a bad option. And don't think it's cliche. Never be yeah. like, oh, I can't do Saving Private Ryan because everyone's so many, done everyone's it. Done it. Who cares? Just do, do it. Do it for yourself. Yeah, do it absolutely. for the love yeah. of the game and the love of that awesome movie. But I mean yeah. that. that that's a very good point worth touching on because the reality is, um, so from my personal experience of having got people into this hobby mm -hmm. and having helped people on their hobby journey and also me myself, you will get more inspiration and motivation to do the thing that you want to do mm -hmm. than you will by being super strict about mm -hmm. the number of particular infantry yeah. that we're in this list at this um, time with this equipment now look if that's your thing or go yeah, for it go for it go for it because you will enjoy doing that but if you're like sort of brand new to wargaming or you know or new to bolt action from other games and you're just like i don't know you know i want to invest in something that i know i'm always going to be able to use our first advice would be a box of infantry um, you will every yeah. single game you will use infantry yeah. um and you know when you get to the wards what vehicles you want you can simply go when you're learning or, or even when you're just playing casually, what looks cool and I want to play with that. We have uh, one of our players, actually it's several of our players. I was going to think, I was thinking about Brad, yeah. um, but it, there's actually several of our players. When they come to events and stuff that we run, their list contains stuff which I look at and I go, yeah, it's not really like a good bang for buck style yeah. unit. Like it's, you know, and he went, yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, you're right. It, it is cool. I think you know? it's literally all of our players. Like yeah. I think it's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like almost like, everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. One one other thing to touch on the vehicles themselves. 
they have a lot of variations too. Right? Yes. If you look at the Panzers, there's like 10 variations of a three and a four. Yes. Um, and, you know, the same thing with yeah, different companies and, and all this yep. kind of stuff. So, you know, you know, there's a Panzer three, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, all these, all these different variants that have, you know, more high explosive or, yeah. or you know, a, a more um, impactful um, yeah. armor piercing round. Yeah. Or ones that dial it right back in a, yeah. in a sort of an AA vehicle mm. or, or whatever else. And the best thing is like most of the time you just have the one kit and it might yeah. be interior changes or something on the outside. But very Sometimes few times. You get two, two different turrets. That, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing is you could have just one Panzer three, right? And I yeah. could be like, that's a Panzer three F. That's for example. right. Yeah. And then it might not be, but no one's going to be like, yeah. that's not it. Like, it's yeah. completely different. M most people. Okay. Want. <laughs> most, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, but I haven't had to cut down my turrets, um, yeah. you know, gun for, for a game. Yes. No, that's yeah. right. You know, yeah. and, and part of that is, uh, and, and Gorchin would absolutely probably yeah. agree to this as well, that part of this is the social convention of getting together and playing a game with an opponent. Um, mm -hmm. There are certain things that you agree to go, okay, I completely appreciate that your, um, that your T-34 uh, 76 millimeter gun, the gun on the physical tank isn't quite as large, but okay, largely that vehicle is the same as the T-34 yeah. 85. Yeah. Yeah. You've just, you've got a slightly smaller gun uh, on its barrel. Uh, minimal changes to the outside in the grand scheme yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like the whole size actually that different. They just replaced the turret yeah. top and the gun that went in. Um, okay, no, I'm happy for you to play that as a T3485. For sure, yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you guys are getting together to play a game. Yeah. Mm. So rule of cool uh, is all good. Mm. Now, the it's question good. that new players always get stuck on is, yeah. but how do I know if that unit is good? How do I know if that unit is gonna yeah. get me you know, value in the game? <laughs> Mm -hmm. And this, this is sort of a double-edged sword because the moment that you start crossing over into confirming what unit is actually good, yeah. you start the process of no longer being a beginner, yeah. if that makes yeah. sense, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Because you are investing time into now learning what the differences are between all the different vehicle types. Yeah. That does not mean you have the experience to understand how to use those vehicles, yeah, right? Because yeah. you, you know, okay, yes, I know that this is a two-inch template versus a three-inch template. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean you necessarily understand how to get the most out of that template, mm. or what to fire it at, or yeah. even yeah. how to position the vehicle in the first place, sure. or the unit of infantry. Mm. So, how do you know if a unit is good? You play with it. Yes. You just yeah, you yeah. put it in your list with the intent to go. Mm. I'm going to try it out and see what I can do. Mm. That's really the best option that we have. You will have people tell you, just take, just take a Puma. They're incredible because yeah. they can wreck you away and they can do this and do that. If you don't want to take a Puma, you don't have to take a Puma. Yeah. If you don't want to take an 8-rat, you don't have to take an 8-rat. Just say no. Just, yeah. It's, it's yeah. fine for you to choose what you want to do. Yeah. Are I, those units good? In the right situation, yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I think this, like, we, we haven't let it down. I don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah. But we've yeah. got some things, and I think we can link those two. And Absolutely. Things will come together. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. So um, we'll put a pin in that for now. Yeah, put a pin in that. How about we go with the reverse? How do I know if a unit is bad? I actually don't think there's too many. This, like, this is my favorite topic yeah. in bolt action, <laughs> yeah. if I'm brutally honest. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, when we're talking about good units, there's mm. theory crafting on either side. Yeah. 
Um, and when it comes, like, I, I just don't foresee that there's too many terrible options that are absolute trash that oh. you should just never the consider. The internet right. would disagree with you. I agree. The lament yeah, yeah. And, that and some German tanks get for being <laughs> way too overcosted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't take my favorite toy because it costs too much. Take the damn toy. Yeah. Take it. That's, Use it. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. But the, the, the reason this is my favorite topic is because... And, and other systems obviously have their own um, methodologies on how things are done and whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, I, it's not that I have anything against 40K. I just know 40K is going to be well known by our audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In 40K, uh, you have Space Marines, Primera Space Marines, Chaos Marines, all these different factions, all these different types of what could be argued as basic infantry. Yeah. And they, their weapons, they have a different, the stats, they have a different the points cost attributed for every model is different. Mm. Um, now, in, in, that, in that space where you have multiple sets worth of variables, there are certain things that, even though they're addressing the points costs religiously now with, yeah, with the yeah, different FAQs, yeah. which is great, yeah. um, even though those, those things are going on, you still have naturally within that space of variables things that come at a low points cost but a high effectiveness by yeah. default. Yeah. yeah. Just Bold, with the amount of just variety. Just with the amount of variety. Yeah, just yeah. with the amount of variety, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're having to compare like almost 12, 12 I think it's like 12 yeah. different armies, 14 yeah. different armies or something, yeah. and the different types of units within Absolutely. all those armies. Yeah. And every single unit has a different stat block. Essentially, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so and so you naturally are going to have some that are point for point versus their efficiencies and what yeah. they're able to do. They'll be different. And yeah. there'll be some that are high and some that are middle, yeah. some that are low. Yeah. Bolt action doesn't have that all the small arms right. are the same no that's matter right. what nation you that's are it. that's There's right that's right so of special rules here and there yep so straight away you cut through a lot of that variable by simply going you have veterancy levels of your yeah. inexperienced regular and veteran yeah yeah uh, so yes there's a point difference for there but that point difference is exactly the same for every nation mm -hmm. um for the for the base stuff mm -hmm. yeah your, as you said, the small arms weaponry, but even the heavy arms weaponry across all the yep. nations yep. is roughly equivalent in, in overall costings. Yep. Now, we're not talking about specific models against specific models here. We're talking about just if I was going to pay for a heavy machine gun in any nation's force, it's 25 points. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yep. It and just it's is. going to act like a heavy machine gun. It's going to act like a heavy yep. machine gun. You know. Everyone's heavy machine gun operates the same. Except Hitler's and all that oh, jazz. Like a couple yeah. special rules. But there's so there's so few special rules compared to other game systems. That's right. Yeah. But but even for the extra shot, you yeah. know, you you can write that off to go. It's you're still you're because the argument that I would have is that at the at three shots for twenty five points, everyone's actually already on a bad yeah like a bad yeah. trade off, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. so that that's everyone's already accepting in that space. But mm. but the thing is, you go okay, so. From that point of view, where largely everything is sitting at equal, yeah, you don't really have bad mm -hmm. units mm. because everyone's units, everyone's base units, everyone's information that they work with mm. is ultimately the same. Where you can perceive to have bad units is where your opponent has veterans and you have inexperienced. Yeah. Now that is actually not the fact that your inexperienced are not the same as their inexperienced. It's simply that their veterans are veterans. Yeah. And your inexperienced are inexperienced. Yeah. Mm. So he literally, or your opponent is literally paying more points for their veterans. Yeah. yeah. Because they've gone, uh, let's say, up a level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
in their in their stat block or mm. their their ability on the field. And that choices that you make though. That's yeah. right. Like you have access to veterans. Mm. You yeah. can take veterans. Um, um, I'm pretty sure every list, every every major list, yeah. and in the minor nations, I'm pretty sure that everything has access to almost all types of units. Yeah, it's there are just a few key exceptions. Units that can only do certain um, yeah. Yeah. certain veterancies and whatever else. Mm. Yeah. Um, but when it comes back to new <clears> players, and we're talking, we talked about variants with the vehicles, and you know, you have, you know, the P three that could be A to A to Z, whatever it is. Yep. Um, <laughs> the models that you're investing in for the infantry, again, they you are collecting models that are yes. infantry. They can be an experienced regular veteran. That's right. All, all of a sudden, you've got all that variance within the models that you've that you invested in and owned. Yes. So, yes. Um, you know, there's, there's just no way that you can go Absolutely. wrong with a, with a box of plastics. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or even a box of metals, depending yeah. on which army you're going yeah. for. The, the reality is that, you know, it's, it's when you build the core around infantry for your force, that's going to be a solid core. And, you know, how do you know that these other units are good? And as we pointed out, it's, it's sort of that... They are all good in the right context, mm. but the difference is in bolt action specifically is there's not really anything that's bad because yeah. um, mm. all, all of that stuff is, is equal. Now, a lot of our viewers, um, and largely in Perth, the people that are viewing <laughs> us at the moment, um, they're going to be experienced players. Yeah. They're going to be players that are a lot more comfortable to go, well, no, but I, I get what you're saying, but I absolutely can still min max on some of the points of the vehicles yeah, for, sure. for those profiles for sure. on those and yes absolutely uh and 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 again it's sort of this all comes down to what do you want to achieve mm. what do you want your list to do and if you're willing to have a larger tank or point sink that that sits in your list uh to attract enemy fire or for you just to have something heavy hitting that takes up a yeah. lot of your points mm. that's fine if that's what you want to do you can just the same as if you only want to commit to a light tank or even yeah. not even a light tank, but just artillery go, I want pieces. artillery pieces or an yeah. armored car and I don't want any form of yeah. uh, of, of armored fighting vehicle beyond that. Mm. Yeah. That's perfectly fine too. But the question that experienced players have to ask themselves is what do I want to accomplish? And mm. that should guide what units you choose yeah. within your army yeah. list. Um, so if you know that you want to get up close and personal with your opponent and blast away, then yeah. you're going to want transports in some fashion, be it yeah. jeeps with maybe a couple of mm. key units in them, or you're going to want forward deployers that you're going to be able to put closer to your enemy by default. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're going to want some element of being able to get close. The more and more that you play this game, you when you enter that experience level of, of playing at tournaments or yeah. events, you cater your list more and more to the actual event pack. Mm. Oh, for sure. And the scenario that's being played what limitations are in there and then trying to get some expectation of what you think your opponent yeah. might take. There's yep. no casual. That's right. Yeah. Rather than you'll, you'll probably start at this is my base list for all games. Mm. Yeah. And then it will, it will slowly change over time based on yeah. the events. Sometimes that might mean you invest in an extra model or two just mm. to cater to what you perceive is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's how a lot of our collections grow. And that, that's that's what keeps this game fresh. Because well, if, 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 you, if you commit to the same list every time, <laughs> it's going to get stale. Yeah, it certainly can yeah. do. And, and that's, the, that's the hobby journey part, right? Yeah. That's the part where we go, you know, like, so my, my two Soviet armies um, are almost fully painted um, mm -hmm. with everything that's sitting in there. Uh, I think one has seven models left to do. I've got one scout squad to paint. 
and the other has uh, it's two squads worth of infantry um, just to put the base colors on. And then the whole army is basically getting a wash and they're pretty yeah. much done. Um, but I know that those two armies function differently because one is built as a uh, inexperienced NKVD selector. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's your first from, force, right? Uh, that yeah. was that was actually the second force yeah. that I went yeah. with. Um, yeah. But they they are just after Stalin's purges of all the military yeah. officials Ooh. and everything. Mm. So I'm like, no, no one veteran. I think the only one that's veteran in there is the medic because they have to be because yeah, I don't okay. get regular medics in mm. that list. Yeah. Um, but my my regular Soviet list operates completely differently because mm -hmm. it's it's regular and a mix of regular and veteran. Um, mm -hmm. They've got the armored support because yeah. the the NKDV essentially had light anything yeah. or yeah. nothing. They didn't get any heavy weaponry support because they were a border defense um, at that time when I've themed them. Um, but it's you know it's all of that journey element of you know, okay, yep, done this for a little bit, comfortable with the list. I want to try something you were different. Got to add it in. But I mean, once you know what you want to achieve with the list, mm. that's how you can plan those next steps mm. of what you want to do. But it also is what combinations of units do you actually want to run? Yeah. Um, now, a combination of units, immediately I can already hear on the commentary, like people are saying bazooka in a Jeep, flamethrower yeah. in a truck, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. And that's true. And we would agree with a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. Um, but a combination of units can actually be two infantry units. Uh, yeah. And if you think about holding an objective, two infantry units committed to an objective is likely to hold the objective. Your opponent's going to need to work hard to get rid of yeah. two. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of like combos that you want to run, I really, really enjoyed, and infantry combos especially, um, my last list that I took to Skulls last year, I had a squad of, and people at home who've seen, or, uh, who've seen this before or heard this before already know, but I had one squad of 10 uh, fanatic veteran Waffen SS with ARs, yeah. and then I also had a flamethrower. Mm. And so a lot of the time it would be advancing those two, keeping them in cover, um, but basically taking risks with both, knowing that my opponent is most likely going to have to split fire. They're both massive threats in close combat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so if they don't focus enough, they can both get in, or if they focus one, one will most likely get in. Um, and that, I mean, it, it works for yeah, most of my yeah, games, yeah. like both squads, um, like in the first game, flamethrowers got taken out, ARs got in, absolutely wrecked. Second game, ARs and flamethrowers, they split uh, yeah, their fire yeah, and didn't Which didn't take really those. take either of them yeah, out, yeah. Right? And so yeah. I took out a whole squad with my flamethrowers and a tank with my ARs. Um, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> or was it? No, maybe it was a light armored vehicle. Whatever. Yeah. Um, it was still cool. It was yeah. ridiculously cool. Um, <laughs> and then in the last game, yeah, uh, Patrick, just a phenomenal player. Like he yeah. just focused down one thing and then focused down the next. And yeah, uh, he, yeah I, he just did a really good job. Had some really good roles with Orbital Bombardment. Orbital Bombardment. Um, <laughs> it probably uh, felt like an Orbital Bombardment. <laughs> it most certainly did. Um, yeah, he just had did artillery. Did the naval one? Or? Uh, no, 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 it was it's just, just artillery. It was just... Yeah. It, there, I walked over past the table whilst it was happening and Tyler was just sort of, I could tell it wasn't going his way because he he had this sort of uh, this mm. calm but disheartened look on his face and he was silent. Yeah, He yeah. was just silent. And I'm watching there and Patrick's going, I'm sorry, and just putting pin yeah. markers on the units. Yeah, it really, really hurt. And, and like most people who play with me know that I'm very, very boisterous normally. So me going, I, I didn't get salty. 
Yeah. But I was definitely sitting there like, <laughs> how the hell do I come back from this? You may not have been salty, but the line was right here and you yeah. were right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, I got over it pretty quickly once I realized the game was done and just tried to get some points back. Anyway, off yeah. the topic. But yeah, that's a combo that I yeah. really enjoy running. Like yeah. two close combat threats yeah. just gone, what you yeah. gonna do? That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. What about um, yourself, Jacob? Yeah, well, I'll just go over the common ones, which is, you know, flamethrower in a jeep or, mm. or you know, a bazooka, etc. And then, you know, doubling down on that, is that going to come in from um, reserve yeah. off, off table onto, yep. you know, outflanking? That, that's definitely a key one. Um, and then, you know, it, when it comes to the actual event, you start looking at, at, at certain things. Like I've done events where I've gone heavy with, you know, four or five half tracks, really trying mm. to push up the front. I did um, in the lead up to Scots, um, I was really trying to focus on multiple ranges and then breaking through with several units on one flank, really mm. making that hard. And then and then just having all my static um, gunnery on the, on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's just something you ought to you 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 work it out as you as you play but there's yeah. there's so many things that you'll mm. see on the battlefield and you go that's a great idea that really works in conjunction with the other thing yeah. next I, I know one Gortram really likes is um, making sure he has basically all his um heavy hitter like artillery or howitzer pizzas um pizzas pieces <laughs> jeez what a day um <laughs> but in in such a way that like on either side of the board in such a way that it basically covers the entire field yes. um, yeah yep. and so anywhere you put a unit unless it's directly behind a building he'll have line of sight on you and he really enjoys just being able to get you with a little oh look i can see that how can yeah. you see oh yeah i forgot about that the one other one yeah, the yeah. other one sitting on the other side of the board yeah there's there's other like really minutia things that you can do where you can be covering your infantry with a vehicle in front of it getting the line of sight blocked and that kind of stuff so that yep. there's, yeah. there's all kinds of considerations when it comes to mixing stuff together for sure and Really, the goal is to try and get multiple units focused on one yes. one objective. Yes. Maybe that's an objective piece. Maybe mm. that's a unit that just needs to go. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. that's and, right. And breaking through is, is kind of the key. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there are a stack of different, uh, you're like, we've already named a, a number of them, of mm. the different types of combinations or ways to apply them that make them feel like they're a unit combination. Mm. So... Um, but the trick to remember is that any unit can actually be part of a combination mm -hmm. if what the purpose that needs to be achieved yep. can be aided by that unit, if that makes sense. And, so, and a fantastic part of this game that really sets, gets these combos working is yeah. the snap to action. Yes. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's just absolutely. absolutely, like it's not essential for a lot of these things, but when it is and you get mm. that dice and you get two or three units so moving right yeah. there yeah. and you get your job done, you yeah. it, it is amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a really unique part of this game. My yeah. favorite one is like, uh, I remember one of the early games I played, I had like a Russian horde list that I was borrowing off someone. See new players. Most people around you will have another army they're willing to lend you. It's really, yeah. it's really cool. Um, <laughs> complete bolt action. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I had a Russian horde army and uh, I had a really, really high officer. And I don't know if we played with like second or first lieutenants. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. And uh, the guy I was borrowing the army of was like, snap two. Yeah. And so I had this <laughs> one uh, officer, I can't remember what he was, maybe a captain or something. But I was like, I snap two. 
Oh, you mean I get to move my entire board forward? <laughs> That's so cool. Light um, bulb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's some really cool combos out there. That, that, like, yeah. even if yeah. you might be sitting there and you're like, That's ridiculous. I really find a run. And when you get it right, it's just yeah. mm, chef's kiss, yeah. you know? Like, so <laughs> so you, you, utilizing that and taking it a step further, um, the, the snap to is quite pivotal for certain types of combos, not all of them, um, but but certainly mm-hmm. um, one of the best ways that I, and I have been guilty of this, apologies to everyone, but um, one of the best ways that I've used it is an, a Soviet force, and I had, it was just a, just a first lieutenant, so the yep. two orders, not so not, not crazily, but it was a IS-2 with slow load, and it was using the Celo Heights selector, so I was able to get in a Kyusha multiple rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. I think it, I think it was that. I, mm, I yeah. can't remember if the I, if the IS two was in the play at that point. But either way, for whatever reason, I had those two vehicles mm. and the officer behind them. Now, normally, that IS two with slow load can't fire mm-hmm. it with its it, off the first dice. Mm, yeah. Um, but when you give the first dice snap two to the officer, mm. you yeah. can. Okay, oh, right. And yeah. it was clarified in the FAQ that you yeah, can. Yeah. Um, and so the snap two comes out, you give that to the officer, you then pull the extra two dice. So you have a multi-launcher firing off mm. as well as a large uh, three-inch template in addition yeah. to that. Now, you could use that just for the explosion damage, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but I would use it to put smoke down. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And so, yeah. so yes, there's a lot of randomness of where that smoke is going to go, but the yeah. multi-launcher is going to go initial cloud plus mm. D2 additional yeah. clouds. And the three-inch um, marker is going to make a massive one that goes yeah, right next absolutely. to it. So if all three of those end up even relatively close to one another, yeah. you choke up the battlefield. Yeah. And then you go, now the rest of my army can advance without really getting shot mm. by, yeah. by that sort that, of stuff. That's another thing. With the combos, Like you might have the idea in your head that these are units that are actually working quite closely together, that yeah. are deployed quite closely together. That's not the case. Um, the, the common one that, that people will do is trying to set up a trap for a vehicle. Yeah. And that means that you've got an artillery piece um, within line of sight of one way, maybe mm. your tank in another, and maybe you've got your, your, your small um, Panzerfaust yeah. Shrek and all that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. and covering that. And it doesn't necessarily need to commit to actually shooting the vehicle, but deny the movement more yeah. so. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, you have a look at things like smoke. Those smoke can open up opportunities for other infantry to really move up the battlefield yep. without getting shot. Yeah. Agreeably, the scatter is frustrating, but um, you can work. when we get to yeah, when we get to how to utilize smoke, I've got a few things I need to plan out and some some grids and some maps and stuff to draw <laughs> to make sure it works. But but you can work with the smoke if you yeah. can get enough yeah. times going. Mm. Um, so we'll, we'll move into uh, next, the, the art of math, hammer, and ratios, uh, but we'll just do that after a short break. Yeah. So when we start talking about uh, the art of math, hammer, I, I'm actually not referring to what some of you might know, uh, which is the, if I take 24 dice and I need three plus to hit on those dice, I'm gonna approximately get, I think it's like 16 or 18 hits. I'm actually not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst that, arguably does fit under this bracket. I'm talking more about understanding some quick ratios of points uh, and specifically points per unit within a platoon and the points per dice within a platoon. Uh, I'm talking about breakpoints for a unit and understanding where your efficiencies are gained. Um, 
And we'll go into some other bits as well. There's two other parts as well. But we'll just start with some of those quick yep. ratios. That's a nice, easy one to tackle off. Mm. Points per unit per platoon. So if you have a 1,000 points, how many points are you willing to put into a unit and how many points on average overall should you have per unit in a platoon? Mm-hmm. Now, those are very open-ended questions. They're not uh, – there's no – set formula to go, oh, well, it should be about 100 points because that's just simply 1,000 divided by 10 units. I can guarantee you that at 10 units, you're building probably a veteran list and it's going to take way more than 100 points on on average for some of your units. Um, You'll have certain units that you can make efficiencies on where you Mm. don't have to spend 100 Mm. points, but in general, your infantry blocks are going to be like 200-point blocks with their upgrades. Like It's going to be quite pricey. But you can get a rough idea to go like exactly what I just did then. I know I have about 10 units that I want yep. in the force. I know that I can't spend generally more than maybe 100 points per unit if I want to just have an equal spread. I know that my my commander and I know that maybe some of my weapon teams aren't going to be 100 points, mm-hmm. so yep. I can yep. bank those, uh, that extra amount. That extra amount... You will probably average that to 30 to 50 points depending yep. on what option it is. Okay, so that maybe makes up another 100 points I can use. Yeah, That means that I can flesh out my infantry a bit more. Like, So all these things build options. on each other very, very yeah, quickly. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm not writing anything down. Yep. I'm, not, I'm just going off what I rough, roughly know for the yep. list and the armies. And I'll have you know three infantry squads at 125 each, um, some, yep. some backup options, maybe probably at that point, two or three weapon teams. Yeah. In having the understanding of a quick breakdown of a 1,000 points actually allows you to do yeah. some very quick, rough and sketchy, but some very yeah. quick ratios. Yeah. So that's what Math Hammer is. It's basically rough, like uh, napkin math, basically. Yeah, napkin like, math, yeah. 100% yeah. napkin math. In your head, mental math quickly being like, oh, yeah, I could probably yeah. fit that much and that, that. And it doesn't have to be exact. You're only yeah. going for a rough approximation. Mm. And the reason that it becomes important is... In the next couple. So then we have points per dice where you then essentially yep. do the same thing but the number of dice you want in your list. Yep. Okay. Um, and then you go, okay, so now that I know roughly how many points worth I have in my list or how to break it up, when my opponent comes to me with a thousand point list and nine dice, I can do a rough approximation of what's their costly units. Yep. I can yep. reverse uh, that to think about how can I yep. get points out of them. Mm-hmm. So a big part of most war games when you have a point balance structure is if you can use less of your points to mitigate control or affect more of your opponent's points, that's an efficiency. Yeah. That's an efficiency within you playing the game. It's an efficiency on on and you can build on that efficiency turn to turn. Mm. This sort of ratio thoughts allows you to make some quick judgment calls around that. And you will know, for example, that if they do bring a tiger tank, the there's, a, that's a, big, right, there's yeah. a big big chunk of points yeah. that is sitting yeah. in that. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something to, to consider when you're getting into that sort of ratio talk about um, points per unit. Um, how much are you going to dedicate to a couple of roles? So yes. really, what are your support roles looking yes. like? Mm. What are your frontline infantry looking like? Are you including vehicles and how much does that take up? That's right. Because mm. when you when you push heavily into one of those sectors, you're, you're lacking in the others. Mm. And you've got to decide which of those are important. Yeah. Support might not always be important. You might be playing a very aggressive list and you don't need it. And you need to really push into lots more infantry. Yes. Vice versa if you're playing defensive, etc. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. 
And so, but without understanding what those ratios are, yep. you look across the table at a unit of 10 troops and you go, I don't really understand how many points and how dangerous that unit is. Yeah. But if you know that it's a regular unit, so they're 10 points a man, yeah. there's 10 of them, so that's 100 points in that unit. You know they have a light machine gun, so it's 120 points. You're starting to build yeah. what that rough yeah. idea looks like. Yeah. And so you go, and the reason that's useful is then you go, I am going to need to commit probably as close to as many points as what's in that unit to kill it. Yeah. If I have something that's cheaper, like let's say it's a 50-point MMG that, and they're close to being pinned and mm -hmm. so you can just yeah. pin them out with the MMG, unlikely, but let's say you could do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good decision because yeah. you are removing points off the board at less of an expense of yours, yeah. Yeah. which means that you have in your army more points yeah. left to then affect what is now yeah. a smaller points pool overall. Yeah. I think um, Math Hammer is actually also really, really on uh, a lot easier than in other systems for that exact reason. You know a regular man's 10 yeah. points. You know yeah. that a LMG is how many points. I am not well-versed in points, but I will be after this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you have these basics, and if you know these basics, you can really very yeah. quickly work out. And I, I mean, a lot of the time yeah. you don't need to in a tournament situation because you have the opponent's list in front yes. of you. But you don't want to be stopping yeah. every time and being like, oh, how, yeah. what, what was that? What that's was that? Right. You can literally, yeah, that's right. if you look at you a squad, you can be like, yeah. oh, yeah, so yeah. I'll need to throw this yeah. at it. or the, Yeah, so yeah. I think, because um, I'm sitting here and I was like, what's the practical use of this? And then you mentioned opponents. And I was like, of course. Like, yeah, you can switch it up. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not about looking at your list because you've built your yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you kind of know what's yeah. in there. Yeah, if you build a list and you don't know how many points you paid for it, you yeah, missed a step. That's <laughs> roughly 120 points, I yeah. think. He says he points it at Panzer. So um, before we get too much into this, really, really great tool out there is Easy Army. Mm. It's free, yeah. wg.easyarmy.com. Yeah. It covers most of the things in most of the theater books. There's some mm. intricacies that are a little bit wrong, but 90% of the time, you're going to get a good idea of building a list. I'd say 99% of the time. The, I haven't the, had many issues at all with it. Yeah. The only th What I wanted to bring up about it is that it also includes how many shots that those infantry yes. blocks are doing. Yes. And that really gives you an understanding of, oh, well, that's going to do X, mm. Y, Z. This is this is how yeah. I can sort of think about this on the field. And important to know that it does include Hitler's buzzsaw. Um, if you are doing that, you don't get you, yeah. way too many shots. <laughs> you, you, you can't double stack on top of something that's already there. But we're not referencing what may have happened at all. But, I have um, no idea what you're talking about. But... Uh, it's actually, and that's an actually a perfect segue because the, the next element of taking this point for point thinking above and beyond just simply trying to understand the, how much of your opponent's army is used up in a particular uh, unit mm. is then understanding unit breakpoints, uh, so the damage output yeah. uh, and the number of, essentially how hard it will be to reduce that damage output. So, you know, Easy Army is fantastic at helping with that because as you said, not only do they just put the number of shots, but they'll also obviously, obviously have the number of men and the, and the veterancy level, yep. the morale level of, of stuff. And they've also got all the special rules on. Yep, they've got all the special rules there. But even just with their veterancy levels and knowing how many shots they're putting out, you can go, right, well, if they're veteran, I know that one third of my shots that actually hit yeah. are going to kill something. Yeah. On, on average, and, yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. it's it's napkin math. It's not yeah. exact math. Yeah. 
So one third of my shots. In order for me to reduce my opponent's 10-man squad uh, down to 75% yep. of their overall shooting capacity, I'm going to need to kill three models. Yep. So you go, okay, so a third multiplied by the three models that I need to kill. I'm essentially going to have to um, you know, shoot at that. Let me try and think that through. I'm going to want about nine hits out of a shooting attack yep. to kill three. Yes, I think it's about nine. Yeah. To kill three in one shooting attack. Yeah. And that kind of comes into more traditional math hammer of yep. this is the breakdown of 24 shots yep. into yep. this many hits into this many yep. hits. So now we are starting to go back into yep. territory. Yeah. And the reason that you want to try and get an understanding, like I've had games that I literally have won or lost based on the estimated impact I can do to an opponent's unit just to reduce the number of shots. So not, yeah. I'm not talking about wiping the unit out. I'm not talking about getting a kill point for it. What I'm wanting to do is A, add a pin, because pins, yeah. are, pins are always a good thing to have on the unit. Pins are wins. Pins are wins. Um, but, but B <laughs> is great. <laughs> Sorry. But, but B is I want, to take, I want to take that 20 shot unit down to a 15 shot unit. Yeah. You know, now, so it's not always going to be an exact drop of those five shots. Mm. But what you'll find is those five shots, when you, when you start dropping those ratios, well, you can't fit nine into 15 twice. Yeah. Right? So we were talking just about need to be able to drop three guys off in order yeah. to reduce the efficiency, reduce the veterans and whatever. Um, so if those veterans now are reduced by three and they're going to shoot back at me, Yep. Um, you know, I'm reducing their firepower for things that are, that yep. are coming back through. Um, it, it's 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 very much an art rather than yeah. science at the level that we're yep. talking about. Mm. But you need to be aware of how to impact the damage. Mm. That that would be coming back at you. Yep. Um, and the unit break points, roughly where you see them, uh, it's the the turning point where you go, okay, the units hurt. Okay, the yep. units are fifty percent. Okay, the unit is almost useless. Yes. Right. You as a player will have that feeling when it's done to you, and it's the slowly removing, like, but slowly but their efficiency, removing their efficiency, rather than, than, rather than actually removing the models. Yeah. So you'll have, um, you know, generally as soon as you lose twenty five percent of the unit, you're going, okay, they're hurt, um, but if I, and this is on, on the basis of a ten man unit, yeah. I should just say, yeah. um, you're going, okay, twenty five percent. They're, they're, they're hurt, but you know what? There's still sort of seven or eight guys there. I can still keep going for a bit. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm, still, I'm still okay to keep going. Um, down to 50%, all right, I've got five guys left. Five guys is still enough to be able to do things with. Yeah. I probably need to be a bit more careful with them. Yeah. Okay, there's two guys left. They're basically Upgrade to small team. <laughs> <laughs> that probably shouldn't be your idea. <laughs> <laughs> but but when you're but when you're at two people yeah. out of what was previously a ten point yeah. unit, yeah. you are you're because you remember that those two people, for all intents and purposes, still cost the hundred and thirty yeah. points that you yeah. paid for that unit. Yeah. And they, so those two people are now protecting one hundred and thirty points of your army. Yeah. yeah. So they move away from generally move away from any sort of aggressive role. Yeah. Into a fight for life 
media yeah. out of sight, yeah. need to protect the dice, need to protect the points, yeah. um, because you don't want to yeah. essentially lose those points up yeah. to your Which means they're no longer effective for an offensive role. That's right, yeah. they lose their efficiency. Unless there's a kill mission, you can basically ignore them at that point. Yeah. 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 I mean, and so, get rid of the dice, but yeah. like, yeah, look, there, 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 there are decisions you there can make. There is a decision yeah. to make, and it, and it starts to change, and absolutely controlling the number of dice your opponent has is arguably one of the critical main um, requirements of bolt action. You need to understand yeah. when it is when you just need to go, I need to just push on through and kill that guy to get the dice. Yeah. Um, but if your opponent decides to go, I can't really afford to do anything with them, I'm going to be hiding them in the corner, you can come and chase them if you want, I'm just going to keep running them away. Yeah. You essentially can ignore them. Yeah. Which means that your opponent, whilst they haven't officially got those points, they can't, they do, anything can't do anything about getting meaningful with them. That's right. So, yeah. but, but all of that is driven by the fact that they're no longer efficient at what they were meant to do. Yeah. And there's multiple ways of doing this. We're going to probably get into this to the point for point thinking. But yeah. like, you know, pins themselves can make the unit less effective than mm -hmm. it is even without losing the models. That's right. Then there's ways to take advantages where, you, you know, maybe the sniper is the key option to take out that weapons team mm -hmm. or go for a key figure within a force or go for, a, for, you know, if you go for their commander and they've got three groups that, of infantry that are really stacked on requiring that snap two to move, yeah, yeah. there are ways to, to really break through sure. these efficiencies so. with, you know, it doesn't, require the same amount of output to commit to, or even more so. I, I actually think the um, snipers shooting a special weapon out of a unit is something heavily underutilized by a lot of people. And I totally get it because yeah. I do it myself. It's you either end up engaging sniper v sniper yeah. um, on war combat, yeah. where you proceed to, <laughs> you proceed to miss each other for the whole game. Um, or someone gets lucky and then they proceed to miss for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you start targeting machine guns, mortars, and those yeah. weapon teams to try and, and it's yeah. about getting rid of the dice and it's about causing damage. Like Those are all perfectly fine things. The one element that I think needs to be elevated that we don't necessarily think about as much is, are my infantry, are my supporting infantry going to have an easier time of it if I snipe that MG. Yeah. Yeah. If I just take that out of the equation. Yeah. Because not only do you obviously kill the guy and you drop the light machine gun, that significantly reduces the impact of potentially getting a pin at long range. Yeah. Um, at 36 inches, for example, if you're at 36 inches and you know that your sniper can get a shot off and nail that LMG and they haven't had that in 24 already. You're yeah. down to 24, you are safe for the turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I do think, um, and again, it depends on where you position, because snipers do get prime position in most games, it depends on what targets you've got available. However, that removing that LMG or removing that Panzerfaust or removing that, uh, let's say, flamethrower out of a squad, um, those, those things actually carry a bit more weight than maybe what everyone first thinks. Because yeah. if you know, take out one light machine gun at four shots, but if you can do it in turn one, yeah, but, and you know that's yeah. how the snipers hit. Yeah, they're like the only unit in the game with like a, like an eighty percent hit ratio, but only hit twenty percent of the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> classic. Yeah, but but if you take out that four shots on yeah. turn one, that's seven turns worth of potential shooting mm -hmm. that you've negated. Yeah, yeah. that's twenty eight shots. Yeah, so 
there's, there's an argument to be had that that benefit is almost better yeah. than getting rid of a team. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. for sure. Again, napkin math. <laughs> yeah. It may not be exactly It's like definitely that, something you it's worth because those infantry squads are key. They're pivotal yep. in things happening on the field. That's right. Those support options have a limited capacity mm. on the field. And a lot of that could be due to, you know, their placement and what they what's in their line of fire, etc. Yeah. Um, and, and then they're just not as nimble and that's just to do with placement. So looking at, you know, where I can break a unit that is infantry might be way more important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, should we move on to I think point we should, point? Yeah, we'll touch yeah. on point for point thinking and we, we have we have lightly touched on it with a few of our other points yeah. already. Yeah. Um, point for point thinking in, in the art of this ratio stuff is if you're putting points into a unit that you're building for your own list, how capable is it to yeah. hurt or destroy a mirror image of itself. Yeah. Uh, so if you so unit of ten just with rifles, shooting at a unit of a ten just with rifles, how likely are you that you're going to be able to hurt that unit? You probably hurt that unit, but if you had an LMG, yeah, the chances go up because yeah. you're firing more yeah. shots. Obviously, yeah. It's a point investment. Yeah. Um, now obviously you're going to have those shots coming back at you as well. So how well can you survive? Yeah. Um, and that's where you know making use of terrain and stuff is super yeah. critical in, in the game. Yeah. But what you don't necessarily want to do is go, I'm going to take a unit of five guys with rifles because it's the minimum squad size. Yeah. And that's what my two infantry choices are going to be. Mm -hmm. Now the, the reason that I would say there are certain builds which yeah maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason I wouldn't recommend that in general is because five rifles shooting at five rifles is not gonna kill a single model. Yeah. Right? So if you're yeah. taking if you're taking distance plus cover into effect, yeah. you're hitting on fives and sixes. Yeah. So you've got five dice hitting on fives and sixes. Let's say you get two hits out of that, which would yeah. be generous. Yeah. Yeah. Of those two hits, you're then going to damage conversion. On regulars, you're gonna get one. Yeah. So you might kill a guy. The four guys that are going to shoot back at you are going to do even less to you, so you might think that's fantastic. But the thing is, that's not a good trade. Yeah. Spending yeah. one activation to put a pin on and kill one guy, yeah. only for them to shoot back and kill one of your guys, that's actually not the sort of yeah. thing you want. You want to have 10 guys shooting at 10 guys. Now, yes, it's up in the States. But if you kill three models off that 10-man squad, it is not a, that's yeah, a they can't not shoot the same number of shots back at you by default, but the difference yeah. of what they started with versus what they shoot at you with is greater. Mm. From five to four, it's one shot. It's, yes. it's statistically insignificant. Mm. From 10 shots, if you go, well, I would have had 14 shots, now I've got 11 shots, that's enough to actually swing a bit of probability. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only a small amount. If you have a windfall, and let's say you kill six, that's amazing. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really going to impact. That's basically going to take that unit out. Yeah. You know, because you've dropped the bullet fifty percent off a single shot. Um, but you need. But you know what? What you're trying to understand is like where is that that nice ratio of points for the peak, for the number of models. Yeah. To for the shots and and 
is taking a, a unit that's of its minimum small size actually going to get any benefit? Because the layers that you then put over the top of that is, is my opponent likely to field a unit of 10? In which case my unit of 5 shoots at his unit of 10, yeah. they kill 1, and then 9 of his shoot back at me mm -hmm. and kill 3. Yeah. Yeah. That's not worth it. Yeah. It's obviously more points, but you do need to think about the point-for-point -point efficiencies um, yeah. on, on what you're actually doing. Um, and then there's perceived effectiveness. Um, now, th this one we'll go into and, and then we'll probably take another break, but yes. this is about understanding the lens of your personal gaming experience and your expectations when looking at a unit on paper. Uh, yeah. So, so not, not, not looking at necessarily specifically the other things you would list, you're now yeah. just looking at this one unit. Mm -hmm. So I wrote down a couple of things. Um, what the book allows a unit to do doesn't always make it a good unit for your army. Yeah. Just because something says that it can be stubborn or fanatic or this or that doesn't mean it's an auto-include. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you need to weigh it with the purpose of what you're trying to do and the objectives you want to achieve. Naturally, you will find that you gravitate towards units that you have used or seen used before. Yeah. Because the human brain sort of it, it, it's able to go, I recognize how that works. I recognize yeah. how I can use that. Just be aware that just because you recognize something on paper doesn't mean that everything else is bad. Yeah. It just means that you understand how this particular piece works. Mm -hmm. And that can be a good thing, mm -hmm. but it can also stop you from looking at everything else. Yeah. Uh, one of the other perceptions is, well, it worked for somebody else, so surely so it's, it's going to work for me. Yeah, yeah. Now this is now this is classic again through all what yeah. I mean. It's net listing. It's you know taking top tier lists that were at, at yeah. you know X wing events and trying to mimic those or whatever, and it's in everything that goes on. It's simply not true. You can't yeah. just take a list that was available, like made or available, or won an event or did something. You can't just simply take it and replicate, the replicate it and expect to get the same results yeah. on the table. And if you can, it's bad system design. Uh, yes, argue, arguably there are some systems that maybe you could do that, but but I, I would definitely, in bolt action, I would not recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to be able to understand how to utilize those things within the game, yeah. which we will get into. Um, any yeah. other perceived ideas of like when you're thinking about this building that we need to shatter? Mm -hmm. I still think Panthers are the best. Until Panther made it Yeah, I've played five games yeah. with my Panther and it's just really doesn't work yet. Four out of yeah. five ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it has, I might have made its points back from just a Panther. Like 350 something like that. Yeah, so it, but its threat is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially a player like you who remembers Tiger Fear. Oh, every single Every single time. You got it. Um, but yeah, man, just when when you hit that super heavy AT on something, oh, it just does something to you. So, and like that's a perceived length. I know for a fact a tank, you think, a tank with that much points cost in it, if I don't use it properly, Trash, absolute trash here. Like, and that that's the funny thing. The game where I messed up. Yeah. I put my tank in the back line because I yeah. was scared to use artillery. 
we ended up just trading shots the entire game, nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Where if I'd been more aggressive, like I had, because of Tiger yeah, Fair, and yeah. the other two games, I'd driven it up the middle, been like, come out, come get yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that's like the way to go. But, and yeah, it's the same thing. If someone had seen my list and, I, and had seen that I'd won four games in a row with a Panther, and seen yeah. the opponent's list, because they yeah. weren't easy lists. Like, no, yeah, they were. No, like playing they were, they were, competitively. They were fair, but playing hard. Yeah. yeah. And so, I like looking at, at it, yeah. you'd be like, oh, Panthers must be pretty good. And, and yeah. no, it's because, you know, I got really lucky with my dice rolls sometimes. Yeah. I'm aware of that. I still think they're the best thing ever. Um, <laughs> and I was very aggressive in my play style yeah. with it. Yeah. And well, that's how they yeah. can be played. That's, and, yeah. that's it. So, yeah. that's a perceived lens that I know I personally have yeah. and one yeah. lens that I will personally keep. Um, <laughs> Add, but like another big thing I know is that sniper one. Yeah. That's yeah. a perceived lens. Yeah. Like it's it, it hits eighty percent of the time. It does. Yeah. Like exactly. Like you're sitting here and you're like, no, do I have a hit twenty percent of the time? And that's such a weird like mob mentality thing because it's not just <laughs> yeah, our I, can, I can see I can see like everyone watching the video going, but it does <laughs> <laughs> It's such a perceived lens, and that's why I'm really glad you put that in because, like, snipers really effective should be really effective for whatever freaking reason. <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to have any good yeah. luck with a sniper. Interestingly enough, well, looking at that from another perspective, is all kinds of artillery pieces. Anything indirect should be very difficult to achieve. Yeah. It happens almost every game eventually, mm. um, and, and the effects are devastating. And it's a, it's a really good unit to to use, but like um, I get stuck in this. I, I I I sit on Easy Army. I build ten different lists for an event. And yeah. I, I have all these perceived ideas of how I think these things will behave, yeah. and everything that I plan or come up with with my head. Is not how it's going to actually happen on the yeah, field, yeah. and it's the play testing that really brings brings down how yeah. to get that list going. Yeah, um, yeah you, you could. It's it's endless. You can go with this forever. You can say a flamethrower is amazing. You can say yeah, it's trash. Right. You can say that, you know these tanks are good. You can say that you know infantry only lists are the way to go. That it, it just it just continues to go on, and I, I think that's the the well, great yeah. balance in this yeah. game. Yeah. I, you, yeah, that's just. I think that's why like, you've written here understanding the lens, and I think that's the biggest thing is the understanding. You yeah. have to understand your yes. own lens so you can get out of your own way. That's right. Sometimes, like, yeah. I know some people, actually, uh, with the with auto cannons, go. Oh, great! You get four shots, and you get four one-inch templates. Yeah. Chance that you hit in all four. Like you're not going yeah, to get yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was fine. I've got four verbal wins. <laughs> <laughs> they only get on sixes, so what's the what's yeah. there's nothing to lose. But like even verbal wins, I know people yeah. who swear by them. And yeah. like, why? You're always hitting on sixes. You have no other there's nothing. But for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah, it's a musting thing for them. We we just say um, the always hitting on sixes part is generally because you're shooting things that are in cover because your opponent yeah. has gone into yes. cover yeah. 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 Um, which you know Sensible. <laughs> you're never going to fight these flat battlefields that have no, mm. no terrain in the way. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's just not part of the game. It's or the if you do, alley. Yeah. Yeah. If you do manage, if you do manage to, you know, out maneuver a unit yeah. and catch it in the open, that's because 
your opponent potentially has tried to do something and risk it. They, yeah, and they, they've been caught out of position, yeah. uh, or because your opponent maybe you just blew up the truck and so the guy didn't have a choice but had to jump out. Um, you know, so it, it, it can happen. However, I would argue that most canny opponents are going to look at the fact that you have something that is essentially um, a slaughterhouse on wheels. Yeah. And, and they'll go, well, I'm just going to sit in cover because yeah. I can minimize your impact and if I take the hits, I take the hits, but you're gonna, you're gonna be severely reduced in your ability to hurt me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely feeds into our, our next element, which is talking about um, playtesting iterations, but we're gonna take a short break before we get into that yeah. uh, and then we'll um, finish up the episode. So playtesting for our lists. Now this is a crucial element if you're wanting to develop a yeah. list and that list is if you want to really get the most out of it. So the, the reason that you would play test is because what you've just written on paper and spent all that time thinking about may not work. Yeah. <laughs> and so you've got to yeah. go back to the drawing yeah, yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you really think about play testing, um, I would recommend that one game is simply yeah. not enough. This, this is the um, most important takeaway. Yeah. Especially if you win. Yeah. Because yeah. all that you really validate is that the tactics you applied with these new units worked yeah. to get you the win. You're actually looking for the playtesting games which you either lose or had to fight really hard to get somewhere. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because that will show you the weaknesses of the list. That'll show you the things to watch out for. That'll show you the things that you need to go, okay, it wasn't necessarily just a tactical error. I actually am being outmaneuvered on the board here yeah. or I don't have anything that can combat a KV2 heavy tank. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so you want to look at those yeah. different things. Uh, it, it, for me, it's, um, and sorry for any people that are actually in a science field. I'm a creative film man myself. So um, apologies. But if, for me, it's like uh, running a science experiment. Um, <laughs> uh, because like, the first time you do, like, if you do something once, it can be a statistical anomaly. Yeah. Like, it, it could just be a freak thing of, like, yeah. wow, yeah. that's weird. So, like, if you have to run it. And the more times you run it, the more reliable the result's going yeah. to become. That's how science works, right? Yeah, sounds... sounds I, think, I think so. I think for what we're talking about, perfectly valid. Awesome, cool. Yeah. Um, yep, that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the mo most important thing is we, we all get that feeling that when we've designed a new list, we played our first game, either mm. we won or lost. The desire to adjust that list it's is huge. heavy. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. like, oh, I really want this and yeah. I really want that. And it's the worst decision to make because you'll never learn the list. That's right. You'll mm. never be able to conquer those bad things that do happen yeah. Yeah. and figure out what makes sense mm. because yeah you might not have what can deal with a kv2 mm. but how, how often are you going to get that that's but it. more so maybe your strategies don't need to be around killing it yeah that's right that's, the, that's right mm. and so you when playing it out more than once uh and if you can against different opponents because they'll play differently but you will find other ways to deal with mm -hmm. what's becoming the problem yeah uh it also may mean that in your local area or in your local scene, oh. something that you wrote out on paper that you've run a couple of playtest games with and you just can't seem to get a win at all, it may simply mean that in your local area, that type of list build is being mm -hmm. so strongly countered that it can't get up into a win. That means you have to work harder to make yeah. it work. You can still make it work generally, but you've yeah. got to work really hard. So for example, if you are taking 
because I need to probably give an example of what this looks like. Yes. Sure. If you're taking a list that is an American list with dual platoons and dual Air Force observers in those dual platoons, so you have four potential oh, yes. airstrikes coming in, oh. and your local scene, for whatever reason, loves the meat blower effect of anti-aircraft weapon platforms. It's not going to work out. It's not going to work out. Like your airstrikes could come on. You couldn't, you may never rookie pilot at all, but the, the fact that there's so much flak weaponry around in your local scene means that taking that <laughs> is not beneficial. You know, yeah. you don't get any advantage yeah. from that. Yeah, for sure. Vice versa. If your local scene has, is, no, flak. has no flak and is not doing anything at all, your airstrikes have the potential to be extremely powerful things because no one can actually force your planes to go away. So unless you roll that one for the rookie pilot, yeah. which is another thing like snipers, it sort of just happens all the time. Yeah. Understand that lens, get out of your own way. You're only going to roll that one in six times. It doesn't happen every game. Continue. It does. Um, but, but essentially you have all that ready to go and suddenly your airstrikes start becoming quite powerful. So... It is about, you know, playing things through, but understanding that sometimes it just ain't going to work. Um, yeah. You also then, once you have, and I would say you probably want to play about somewhere between, I'd say, six to ten games with a list. Yeah. Before changing any elements of it, adjusting and iterating. Yeah. Now, when you go to adjust and iterate, I would, that now I should say those those six to ten games would be if you're seriously wanting to get yeah. to know yeah. those list elements. Sometimes, you know, after after like three games, you might go, nah, definitely don't like how this unit seems to operate. I'm going to take them out and put something else in. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But if you're wanting to go, I definitely want to use this unit and I just yeah. have to learn how to use this unit, that requires yeah. a bigger investment yeah. of time. Yes. But when you're adjusting and iterating your list, and so iterating simply being cycling through and starting over yeah. once you've made the adjustment, there's three things, three very quick things, which we're just going to cover. Learn from the failures, which is a default one. Yeah. Um, make sure you pay attention to what went wrong so you can learn for next time. Yeah. Only do one small adjustment at a time. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I fall in, I can't even tell you the number of times where I've gone, oh, this list didn't quite work the way I wanted. Yeah. So I'm going to change 60% of it yep. to fix the 10% of the game that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go to the next game and I went, no, that, that list didn't, didn't really yeah. like the way I want. I'm going to change 60% of it yeah, <laughs> and to yeah, change the yeah. 20% I didn't yeah. like. And you get into this cycle of you are adjusting and iterating, but you're doing it in such a massive chunk that you're not keeping your original yeah. elements of the list that worked because you're having to sacrifice yeah. things to put and, stuff and in. And the knowledge that you're gaining is being wasted. Correct. Because yeah. you don't have the same unit combos. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, and if you have successes, you're not learning. Yeah. Um, so this, and it's an expensive way to do it if you're a newcomer. <laughs> it is, it is. But you also, even for like your infantry, like you could go uh, one game, you could go, I want to go all veterans. And so yeah. all my infantry are veteran and we're lodging that in and we're all good and we're, you know, we're, everything's really hard to deal with. And then you go, oh, I don't really like how some of that works. So I'm going to, I'm going to pair it back. I'm going to scale it back and I'm going to change all the infantry to inexperienced uh, and then because that that will give me more points to put more things in and so I'll, I'll put in some other more toys and then you know that should be okay now tyler sort of chuckled a little yeah. bit halfway when i was describing is this, that is this a personal experience no. okay. um good but what you will find is the next time that you play um not only did you change things 
uh, more than one step at a time, you also yeah. change them quite drastically. Yeah. Your infantry won't have the staying power that they did in the first game. Mm. And you'll suddenly think that infantry are just not the way to go. I just can't seem to get them to survive. And it's like, well, you literally took the strongest infantry and turned them into the weakest infantry. Yeah. Um, whilst just to try and free up points, that's not the way you want to do it. Yeah. I'd almost recommend change two units to regulars mm. and keep the others as veterans. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, yeah. I think that's a great thing as well. Like uh, the, coming back to this lens, this lens is for me such a major point. Like yeah. if you can get rid of your own biases, you will instantly become a better player because you're sitting there and if you yeah have a veteran list and then say, let's say for some godforsaken reason, you're like, actually I'm going to take them all as inexperienced. Um, <laughs> um, you'll like you need to look and compare the two lists. You can't just go, okay, infantry is crap. You look at those and go, okay, why did that happen? And get out of your own way. Don't take it personally for yourself. And don't be afraid to admit you've made a mistake. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you go back to all veteran and, yeah, restart on the, oh, okay, I'll just pair two back to yep. regular stuff like that. And, yeah, get, if you can get out of your own freaking way, um, <clears throat> you'll be gold. Yeah, Tyler might be a bit struck by that one personally, but um, I don't know what you're talking about. Panthers for life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and I think the other thing, you know, and and I think, you know, Jacob, you were alluding to this earlier as well, where sometimes it's not the list. I know in one of our other podcasts, like we were talking about deployment and your your um, Western Desert DAC force that was being done, and you were trying to use the motorbike in a way which didn't complement the rest of your list. Yeah. And it was so and we're not saying that it was, you know, you were a bad player. What we were saying was you were using those elements of your list um, in dip, serving different yeah. purposes. Yeah. And so it wasn't working together. So you had to learn how to change that yeah. approach to play it differently. Yeah. So sometimes the list is actually fine and it will work. Yeah. You just have to play with it differently. Yeah. And, um, and in those instances, um, you know, those special units also play very differently to yes. most of your other force. And they, they take quite a lot of time to learn how yeah. to use those effectively. Yeah, and I, to use them yeah. properly. Yeah. 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 Like I didn't have room for a truck or a jeep or something in my force when I ran flamethrowers. Yeah. So I had to learn how do you get flamethrowers up the board. Yeah. And like I said, I kind of had that combo going and just really kind of keep anything around there, just head down so my flamethrowers can get close enough and... Yeah, it takes some time yeah. to learn specialty yeah. units and how to use them well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, and yeah, again, you, you, your list might just not suit the actual event. Mm. Or again, your so. play style. Yeah. yeah. Like you might be yeah. a more defensive player um, or you might be more like you might really, really like to just get in the enemy's face. So yeah, having a bunch of Jeeps for you works. If you're a defensive player and you just got a, like all these troops and Jeeps or you're a ranger. Like if, yeah. if you have the ranger special rule and you're a defensive player... What a yeah. waste of 18, in, 18 inches? Well, you've got the, yeah. the forward, de, the, the essentially the deployment and then the, yeah. the move yeah. up. So, yeah. Yeah. so it, it's it a waste of like 18 inches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because well, you add on their movement as yeah. well. Yeah. So, so, pretty much. Essentially, yeah. it's a waste <laughs> of movement is what I'm yeah. trying to say. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it comes down to play style. You might sit there. And I think that it takes quite a big man to be like, yes, this is the kind yeah. of list that I play and... Yeah, coming to terms with that, I think yeah. is great. And, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be no, not afraid to admit I don't know how to play rangers yet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried it a few times, and yeah. I can't crack how to 
how to actually maneuver them correctly. Yes. I really want to because I think the special rule is absolutely yeah. interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's just going to take time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it isn't actually you know your the, the list itself. You've mm. got to work out how you've got to play that list as well absolutely. and the different elements of that list. Yeah. Um, but all of this can really be wrapped up as well with whilst all of this is advice on how to build a list and how to work with it, general advice on how to include things to think about. There is no golden ticket here. Uh, yeah. This is not a build this list and ergo you will win all your games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't win bolt action by just building your list. Uh, you still have to actually play the game. And the turn mechanic obviously is one of the biggest things that completely destroys any plan you have mm -hmm. of anything um, because you I'm going to move this. Oh, it's your turn. Yeah. I'm going to, oh, it's your turn again. Um, or yeah. sometimes you actually might want your opponent to do something, but you get all the dice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, you, it's, it's not just the list. There are other elements to this. And we can't, we can't say that by following these things. Interestingly enough, I'd say if you talk to any of our tournament winners at any yep. of the Outpost games, they don't include the same list again the next, next mm. time around. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's some adjustments because, you know, the event pack is different, et cetera, but there's no, formula that they say this this is it yep. this is the list no yep. one can beat me I'm, I'm sticking with this for the next year yeah, yeah. or whatever it yeah. is that's absolutely right and the fact that you know just because it's written down and looks good on paper um you know it doesn't actually mean that it's going to be good on the table no, so no. and that relates back to what we talk about whether a unit is considered good or not um so the internet might rage about certain types of units and they might be good in certain contexts and against certain, certain methods. methods. So, yep. Certain locations. But just because it says it's good in the book and on paper or it looks really good or cheap for its points mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the most out of it on the table. You mm. still have to put the hard work in to figure out how to use that for unit. Sure. Um, yeah, so any other last comments, gentlemen, on, on generic list building that you want to touch on? Just... Just try, write, write your list, do, yeah. do the play testing, just mm. power through it. The urge is strong to, to sort of adjust it, yeah. you know, rapidly and, and, and change. But, you know, yeah. you just really need to go through the motions and, and try it again and again. Mm. And you're going to learn every, you're going to learn things every game. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, I come at this as someone who plays almost purely for fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I painted my Germans pink for God's sake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like... But that doesn't mean, like, just because something is fun and com competitive are not on opposite ends of the spectrum. You can yeah. have a fun list that is competitive and it can be yeah. fun because it's fun to play, fun because it's themed, fun, fun because it, the color is different or whatever reason, or because it's so historically accurate. You have the STG 44 in all the squads, three there because that's what they were given, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's a really poor example. But, um, yeah, so... It, Find a theme, find something that you want to work around and then build a competitive list around there. I feel that's the best way because you also want to play test that one yeah. because you have a fun You will list. enjoy that force. Exactly. And it will grow with time mm. and things might need to be adjusted, et yeah, cetera. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think you know it's important to find what you're drawn to within mm. this conflict, within this game that interests you. Yeah. And if if building the most competitive list is all that you care for and that's fun for you, go for it. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. That, we're not saying that's an invalid way to play, but uh, just a note to everyone else out there, um, and I'm sure there's quite a few of us 
Uh, dozens, there are dozens of us. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, choose something fun and then build a competitive list around that. It can be done. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. Apart from that. All right, well, thanks for checking in to the Historical Miniature Games podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Tyler. And I'm Daniel. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening for the learn- sorry the list building part two. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and please follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, at Western Tabletop. Um, and then also check out our audio podcasts. We are on Google Play. We are on uh, iTunes, on Spotify. There's a handful of a few other ones out there as well. Probably. But yeah, if you Wherever up, you find your good podcast, you'll find us, essentially. You should be able to Google us now as well. Really? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's exciting. Oh, there you go. Keep <laughs> that pretty cool. All right. Nice. Thanks for checking in. Uh, also, if you have any questions that you would like us to answer, please go to our email address, which is historicalminishgamers at gmail.com. Yes. Please send them through. We love to uh, see yeah. your comments and whatnot. And make sure to leave a comment, like, yeah, subscribe. All that jazz, and yeah. we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you yeah. in the next one. All right, thank you. Done. Someone message watch him. Tell him we don't need him. <laughs> We're still recording. <laughs> <laughs>